Hello and welcome back to Tate 97, a film podcast with me, your host, David Ingram. On today's episode, I should be doing another film review for you on the Netflix film that's just hit the streaming service just the end of last month, and that is Enola Holmes, starring Millie Bobby Brown, Sam Claflin, Henry Cavill, Cavill, <laughs> if you say his last name, and Helena Bonham Carter, uh, amongst a couple of other big names as well. Uh, I should be talking to you about that film for today, but first of all, just another reminder, keep following us on your social media channels, so there's Twitter and Instagram for you, where I'll be doing a few polls here and there, and quizzes, and just getting your opinion on things uh, to help build the podcast up, and as always, if you want to give us a subscribe, uh, like, share, five-star review, all the bits and pieces in between, much appreciated guys, thank you very much, uh, on Apple Podcasts or any of your other streaming podcast platforms uh it's much appreciated and i believe we've reached in the past week or so we've reached 100 followers on instagram so keep on going at it guys so keep sharing the profile and engaging with the social media and let me know your thoughts on the podcast so let's get started on the episode so today the film is called enola holmes and it stars Millie Bobby Brown as the title character Enola Holmes. She is the younger sister of Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes, uh, from obviously the Arthur Conan Doyle, so Arthur Conan Doyle uh, novels. Uh, well, say novels. Mostly they were uh, extracts from the uh, magazine back in the day, rather than actual novels. Before they got compiled into actual books, uh, as we know and love them today. Uh, but the film itself, uh, it's a very traditional Sherlock Holmes uh, outlook on life. You get to see the uh, Victorian streets of, of London and also some lovely countryside as well at the same time, which is quite nice. Uh, but we get to meet uh, the young, uh, the younger sibling, younger sister of the Holmes brothers. Uh, now, obviously, in the Conan Doyle books, uh, Enola Holmes isn't actually mentioned that much, uh, well, she's not mentioned at all, because she's not really a focus in the books, uh, and at all in Conan Doyle's perspective. This is actually, this film is based on a book uh, written by someone completely different who wrote around the Sherlock Holmes canon outside of it, and incorporated this younger sister, Enola Holmes, which, as if you watch the trailer uh, and use in the film, Enola spells alone backwards. And... It, but there's a big irony because her and her mother were inseparable. Her mother played by Helen and Bonham Carter. And the whole film is based around how she's got to find her mother who has disappeared one morning. Uh, and she's trying to gonna find do her own bit of detective work, a bit like her famous brother, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and throughout this film, it is kind of a coming age kind of tale, I would say, overall. Uh, for young Enola, young sixteen-year-old Enola Holmes, uh, trying to find her way in the world because she's never been she's never been to actual proper school before. She's never been outside of her house. She was always homeschooled and taught by her mother about how to do all sorts of bits and pieces, but most unconventional things. So she was taught how to obviously read and write and all the basic stuff like that, but an extreme level so the likes of reading encyclopedias for fun rather than just reading textbooks to pass exams and stuff like that she also uh, learned how to fight uh, how to uh, perform archery and various other bits and pieces that you wouldn't expect to be taught in actual school but also not even from your average p 
parent teaching you homeschool tactics, like lots of self-defense and uh, things that would get her ready for life, so to speak. And they kind of do prepare her for the adventure that she goes on in this story uh, and into Victorian London specifically, where she comes across a less sheltered life um, that her mother had kept her under wraps from, but she did prepare her for in the end. Um, and the film itself, it's not a very long film. I think it's just, it's just under two hours, just over two hours uh, at standard length. It flows quite nicely. Uh, it's got enough, few other big names in it here and there as well. So obviously I mentioned uh, Henry Cavill, Cavill as um, uh, plays Sherlock Holmes. I think he's got a brilliant voice for uh, the a brilliant voice for the Sherlock Holmes, uh, you know, traditional Sherlock Holmes. He's got a very, very beated breath, deep, very deep voice. That's very, it's got lots of gravitas and it's so strong and sultry. Like you really, really enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> like just listening to it is the way he, um, the way he says, Enola, uh, it just uh, he pronounces it and then you get Mycroft in the corner so this is um so again guys if you haven't seen Enola Holmes uh, there's going to be a few spoilers ahead but I'm going to try and keep this episode quite you know free of spoilers because I want you guys to watch it uh but for the, the opening scene which is in the trailer anyway um you get Mycroft and Sherlock Holmes coming down up from London to the country house uh to meet Enola and Enola's like uh, her, trying to find her brothers, they walk straight past her, and then they realise who she is, and you get a Henry Cavill saying, Enola. Uh, it's just so epic. <laughs> it's just a deep voice. It's really cool. And on top of that, you get Mycroft, who's just such a pathetic little wimp. He just, my God. It's such a poncy, posh person. Like, uh, I don't, you know... Mycroft Holmes, my opinion anyway, he's the worst character in this. And I don't mean because he's like acted really badly. I mean, he's really genuinely so annoying. Uh, he just, and he's so mean as well, so horrible. But then again, he wouldn't be a good, well, villain, as it were. He wasn't the proper villain of the piece. But for Enola, he was one of the many, many villains in the piece, uh, in this film. And he just. Oh, I wanted to punch him in the face half the time because he he was just such a mean, horrible person to Enola. But, you know, that's that. Uh, and, yeah, he's always throwing obstacles in her way. He tries to send her to a private boarding school, uh, like a finishing school for young ladies because she's not well-educated enough in, in the ways of... in the Victorian etiquette of the time. So, you know, a, a woman's place in terms of how she should hold herself, how she should walk around and stuff like that. General you know, Victorian cent Victorian um, times and the sexism of that era uh, and just assuming that she can't do anything beyond being making a good wife uh, for her husband. Uh, I, you know, that's... I feel there's very clear... Although this film... Because it's also produced by Millie Bobby Brown as well. This is the other thing. It's produced by Millie Bobby Brown and I've watched a few interviews with her and some of the creative team behind it. And it's very clear that, you know, it's meant to be a tale that inspires young women uh, to go out there and do what they want to do in life and achieve what they want. And anything they put their mind to, they can do it. And it's brilliant. And so you get that 21st century bit of sort of side to information coming through, you know, a bit of subtext. 
coming through, uh, like hidden messaging. But then you've also got this, you know, accurate historical depiction of how, you know, how men would treat women. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of, you know, it's a weird mixture, I would say. But overall, I'd say Millie Bobby Brown does a brilliant performance throughout. She does a brilliant performance uh, playing Enola Holmes. Uh, she also does a lot of the breaking of the fourth wall throughout the whole of this film, uh, which obviously, uh, in terms of people who don't, if you don't know, breaking the fourth wall. So she looks to camera and she talks directly or refers to the audience directly. Uh, this was done in Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, a lot of the time as well, where Ferris, played by Matthew Broderick, would talk to the audience. And also he did had a little scene with them at the end after the credits if you haven't seen it watch it it's very good uh also if you guys like the t- tv show fleabag as well uh, phoebe Wallerbridge, she does this a lot where she just turns directly to camera and breaks the fourth wall um it's used quite a lot for comical um purposes and i think it is done that it does that so far like there's only a certain extent where it's comical in enola holmes other times it's like oh, we're being let in on the joke and letting in on the secrets. Uh, you know, we are Enola's best friend. We're not just watching this from a voyeuristic. So like on the outside point of view, we are watching this with Enola and Enola is bringing us along on her journey. So we're just as much a part of the film as, you know, any of the other characters within the frame. So I do feel that, Enola, you know, that breaking of the fourth wall is quite an interesting take, especially for a detective story, because, you know, all the little nods and winks of, oh, look, did you see that? Did you see that? You know, that's the kind of sort of, it adds a bit more texture to it, in my opinion. So I think that works quite nicely. Um, Like I said, Mycroft Holmes, played by Sam Claflin. I wanted to punch him in the face half the time. Such a horrible person, horrible character, uh, always getting in the way. And obviously the character of the mother, the character of the mother played by Helen Bonham Carter, she's sprinkled throughout the film in like little a little dusting shall we say uh throughout the film in flashbacks to her like life teaching enola how to like fight you know all the things that she was teaching her in her homeschooling methods uh, she was just she's a brilliant actress but i feel that she was really underused and like i feel that it would have been much nicer if the film hadn't been about finding her mother entirely that's my only real gripe with this film is the fact that that it devotes too much time to the backstory at first um which is all very well and good you need a bit of build-up and backstory but like i feel too much of the establishment of the actual story uh you know background uh information was you know too much time was given to that and not enough time was given to you know we got to see a mother-daughter relationship with enola and her mother but at the same time, it didn't really, it transcribed to the screen, but it also didn't. So, I mean, I think they either should have had the mother in the entire time, had Helena Bonham Carter in for the whole film and solving a case with uh, with her. So make so you have Sherlock Holmes and John Watson uh, together as a double act. I think it would have been nice to have the mother-daughter double act solving cases together and eventually obviously they need to go to london so incorporating that um to bring the victorian iconography so all the clear distinct images that you get from sherlock holmes of that victorian dark dingy backstreet aesthetic you really need to uh, sort of include that but at the same time you know that dynamic would have worked much better if that she was in it 
right from the beginning and she wasn't missing for the majority of it. And rather, it wasn't just little snippets and secrets and flashbacks. Uh, and at the same time, I think equally, the film could have worked without the, the mother. The mother could have just, I don't know, died or just not exactly, or she, well, she could have died and that could have been Enola's inspiration to go on into the world and carry on her mother's legacy. Then that way you could have still had the flashbacks, but you would have had the, you know, the essence of uh, the mother there without having to be like, oh, we're looking for her. Where is she? Where is she? You know, because I think I've seen it said amongst a couple of other people who have criticized the film. I would say it would have been nicer to see Enola Holmes actually the character actually do some more investigating and actually look at some more cases it would have been nice to see like a montage of millie bobby brown doing lots of detective work a bit like sherlock holmes but obviously in her own way and doing lots of mini like cases then which somehow then lead her to the bigger case which ends up concluding the film um but that's just my personal opinion other than that, I would say overall the film is quite enjoyable. It does make sense. It's not confusing, complicated, or over the top. But I do feel that, you know, the mother, the lack of inclusion, you know, you've got Helena Bonham Carter, who's a great acting talent. She's barely on screen. Like, I feel like you could have done without her, and it, the film would have worked just, just the same if, I don't know, say Enola Holmes went searching for her brother. So Enola went looking for Sherlock. Because uh, he gone, dis he disappeared, and maybe they set this up against the backdrop of um, uh, the Reichenbach fall, uh, where you know, so he's gone missing, and she's tasked herself with finding her brother, uh, and rather than finding her mother, uh, who you know, in this case seems a bit irrelevant. Uh, but again, that's just my opinion. Overall, the pacing was quite good. I would say, obviously, like I said, cutting down on the backstory a little bit would have made it a little bit more pacey. Uh, but in terms of the fight sequences between Enola and the hitman, who's after the Viscount Tewkesbury, <laughs> uh, the hitman played by the brilliant Bern Gorman, uh, who played Owen Harper in the BBC series Doctor Who spin-off Torchwood. And he was also um, a police detective, I believe, in the three-part BBC series from 2015, and then there were none, the Ad Agatha Christie adaptation. Um, he's a great actor. Um, he played William Bloor in the And Then There Were None adaptation. Uh, and Bern Gorman just, he's so evil and menacing. It's just amazing. And I just, I feel that his performance as a heavy hitman, like he doesn't need to say too much, but he's a brilliant performer overall, like really menacing. Um, which sounds really weird to say, a menacing man in a bowler hat. <laughs> I, th I think it's just a great, a great film uh, to showcase all these different talents because, you know, you've got the big hitters like Sam Claflin, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who's upcoming talent, and Superman, basically, in the form of Henry Cavill. Um, but we also get little appearances from... Uh, Bern Gorman and Francis Delatore, who, who plays a who plays a very rich, rich, wealthy family member of the um, I think it's of the Viscount Tewkesbury of uh, his family, and it's uh, one of the little lines of inquiry that Enola takes on and goes under the disguise of working for Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> uh, and also dresses up as a boy multiple times as well to hide. Uh, double identity uh, that's the other thing with Enola Holmes although it's all about finding yourself and going out and doing what's right for you there's a lot of 
identity play here because you know Anola's always playing a part. She's got herself. She plays the lady uh, to get accommodation and sort of hide herself because um, apparently because Mycroft at one point says, "Oh, you're looking for a really a ragtag girl who doesn't really uh, <laughs> she doesn't actually belong in a society the society that they deem to be." like suitable for her she doesn't seem to act like a lady uh in those times she's very ragtag very uh, a wild child i think is the word that he do- uses to describe her at one point but i do feel that uh <laughs> you know the element of disguise it kind of it really does take on that whole you know sherlock holmes thing again getting all the classic traits from conan doyle's work so you know the master of disguise always hidden in plain sight you know i feel that's the genius of this film in terms of the writing so writing Enola Holmes has really you know brought the best of Sherlock but also the best of this character that's been created from a novel and isn't actually a Conan Doyle creation and whacked it into one piece together and I do love I really really do love that how Millie Bobby Brown brings such a cheeky fresh rawness to this role and she plays really well off of the rest of the cast so and and for that reason i do feel that like that's why i think you know we had i was saying we should have less in my opinion it would have worked better if we had less of the mother and more of uh you know or more of the mother and with a relationship with enola and the mother but i do feel that if we had a better dynamic between Sherlock and Enola, it could have been quite interesting. But then again, I, I do understand that the point of the film, it's it's meant to be about her and her journey. And although it's Enola Holmes, we're not meant to get too distracted by the fact that she's related to Sherlock Holmes. Although naturally, you put Sherlock Holmes in something, you're going to be distracted um, by that big name. So I don't know. It, make it that what you will. Um, let me know on tweet me or give me a message on Instagram of what you think about, you know, potential um, sequels for this film, because I've already read somewhere that it says that there's plans they could do five sequels. I think it's a bit excessive, if I'm honest, but another two at least I'd be happy to see and see some more detective, hands-on detective work, um, or maybe sparring uh, between Enola and Sherlock. Uh, But yeah, take with that what you will. Uh, I do feel... Overall, the performances were brilliant for this. Um, they were really well played. The production design was and production values. Obviously, anything on Netflix is going to be quite high in production values, but it looked really good, really authentic, and really, you know, what we expect from a Victorian-based film. And I think the cheekiness of Millie Bobby Brown is something that, and her version, her portrayal of Enola overall is what really works. And then that really calm, cool, collected Sherlock Holmes by Henry Cavill. It works so well. And I feel that he should, he deserves his own little spin-off, his own film, because we haven't had a Victorian adaptation of of Sherlock Holmes since the Robert Downey Jr. films. And I'm not including the one-off Victorian dream fantasy episode of BBC's Sherlock, um, because the rest of all these other adaptations of Sherlock recently have been on modern day and like that weird one from America, that um, Elementary, I think it was. That's a TV series. Um, but I do feel that the rest of the adaptations have gone more modern these days because everything has to be all high-tech and super cool. Um, whereas I think going back to basics and going back to the roots of the character, I think is what it's needed. So I I would love to see, obviously, Henry Cavill in the next Enola Holmes film a bit more. But also I would love to see him in his own film as well at the same time. That would be quite good. 
Um, but overall, I would say this was a great watch. The production values of it were all brilliant. Uh, Victorian London look, never looked so good, if that makes sense. Um, and I just want to cap off this review with uh, five things that specifically, I've said things that I do love and things I've criticised it, uh, but overall I do feel the pace of the film is really good and it is an enjoyable watch for the family. It's a great family viewing film. It doesn't have to be just something you watch on your own in your little doldrums and your Netflix binges. It's a great family film or a film to watch on your own or with your friends. It's a great film. Uh, but here are five things specifically to point out that I loved about Enola Holmes. So Millie Bobby Brown's performance as Enola, it's brilliant, as I've said before. That's great. Henry Cavill as Sherlock, again, I've said that already, but he's a great standpoint, uh, really good marking post for this film. Uh, the fight sequences in which Enola is engaged in, so specifically the bits with Bern Gorman uh, in the back alleys of Limehouse, Victorian London areas, and also on the train as well with the Viscount Cheeksbury, who's played by Louis Partridge. Um, again, I love, speaking of that, I'm loving, I love the emotional relationship between Enola uh, and the Viscount Tewkesbury, um, it's kind of a will they, won't they? But at the same time, you get that essence of, oh, maybe they won't, maybe they will. And that's why, obviously, sequel, they've left it open to see what happens with them in the future with like a potential sequel, like, oh, will she will she actually fall in love with Viscount Tewkesbury? Like, it seems quite obvious that they, they have something there, but whether it's romantic or whether it's just a very close friendship which i think it could be to be honest uh, and i think it is um we'll we'll soon see but yeah the emotional connection between um viscount Shakespeare and enola but also her family as well i feel like that's quite a nice dynamic um albeit treacherous when it comes to mycroft but i do love the relationship side of things uh and the dynamics between the characters i think it works really well uh, throughout the film and it really just they really bounce off the screen they really come out at you and finally the fifth point that I really loved about Enola Holmes is the, the fact it's a story about Enola featuring Sherlock and not the other way around I think they could have so easily said oh we've got this source material we've got a character um, but we'll make it a Sherlock Holmes film and just incorporate Enola but the fact that they actually, obviously, it's produced by Millie Bobby Brown, so she probably had, when she got involved, she probably had a lot to say about it. And obviously, the way the book's written, it's meant to be this way. But at the same time, I do feel that it's nice that they didn't go for the whole, we'll take the big name, so Henry Cavill, Sherlock Holmes, and oh, and yeah, we've got Millie Bobby Brown, but I'll just put her in as a side character. I do feel that was the right decision for this film because otherwise it could have been a complete car crash. Um, this film was pretty, you know, like I said, it's got its, its faults. Um, there are things that could have been tightened up. We could have seen more of other things than others. But at the end of the day, it was a very enjoyable, quite fairly well-paced film throughout. And I highly recommend it. I would say for this one, if I was to rate it, I would give it a four out of five stars uh purely because there are little bits that i'm nitpicking about um so probably four stars four and a half i'd say for that but i highly recommend you guys so it's on netflix now so if you want to get on your netflix account that you may have got during lockdown <laughs> or if you had it already uh get on your netflix and watch enola holmes 
uh highly recommend that to you guys it's a brilliant film and hopefully we get to see some more um we do get to see at least two sequels i don't think they should do five but at least two sequels to sort of see how the character arc pans out and i overall just cannot wait to see how that turns out and obviously for millie bobby brown's perspective i can't wait to see the fourth season of stranger things which if any of you guys are keeping up in the news and stuff that's coming back to filming now um and it's resumed filming for the most part uh with all the safety measures in place i i believe as well um any other news in terms of film related as well obviously i think this last week more than this week but um obviously the james bond film no time to die clearly has no time to die because uh <laughs> there's no time for it to come out because uh, it keeps getting postponed unfortunately uh so hopefully we get to see no time to die in the future uh, as well as any other new releases that have already been put in the can and completed before lockdown happened. Uh, and I look forward to those films. And yet any other film news you want to discuss, let me know. Get in, in touch on the Twitter and Instagram feeds. Uh, and I will be talking to you very soon. Obviously, we've got another episode out next week. I look forward to that episode there. Uh, it's going to be another one of our themed episodes, so it won't be another review. I'm going to be talking to you briefly about my recommendations for uh, adaptations this time around. So that's a little sneaky peek for you. So looking at films that have been adapted from specific source material, uh, specifically books, I'm going to be looking at those. So there's a little teaser for you guys. Uh, but I look forward to uh, giving you that episode and letting you digest that. Uh, like I said, any questions or if you want to get in touch with me let you know your me know your opinions on enola holmes did you like it did you love it did you hate it did you not like it that much uh, who knows let me know and for now i'm going to wrap it up there that's a wrap on take 97 a film podcast the enola holmes film review edition and i shall talk to you soon see you later guys